Welcome to the IBJJF podcast, the official podcast of the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. Tune in to hear interviews with the top coaches and athletes in the sport, as well as breakdowns and analysis of the biggest events. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to the IBJJF podcast. My guest today is Ronaldo Jr. Ronaldo's a pan champion. He's also an American national champion, and he's going to be part of the IBJJF Flow Grappling Medium Heavy GP coming up on August 12th. Ronaldo, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining me. Thank you, Danny, for the invite. I'm super excited to, to be at the GP, to be talking with you right here. So let's get to it. Let's do it. I wanted to start out talking about your colored belt career because you had a lot of success at the colored belts, both purple and brown, winning a lot of major titles. When did you start having most of your success competing in jiu-jitsu? At what belt rank? Uh, color belt was super fun. Uh, I was able to compete a lot. To I was able to win a lot of major tournaments. Uh, I started seeing success when I was purple belt. Uh, when I got to the United States, I started competing in pens, worlds. Uh, so I got to compete against high-level competitors uh, to take more seriously the jiu-jitsu career. So I was able to to get a lot of good results when I got to United States. I went to Athos. I started competing with high-level people. Uh, I started surrounding myself with uh, high-level athletes that got to my uh, day. I was able to elevate my game uh, working with them. I know in the past you've mentioned that at Atos they really helped refine your strategy for competition. Can you talk about who really helped you refine your strategy and how that impacted your tournament results? I feel like when I once I got to Atos, I was able to train with a lot of high-level competitors and with Professor Galvan and Angelica. I think like uh, since when I was younger, when I was blue, purple belt, uh, I was able to win a lot of fights, but that was like some type of fights. Uh, especially in the finals, the open class finals, I was finding myself losing by one advantage, by a penalty that was part of the strategy. And I feel when I got over here, I was able to to work with the best people. They was able to fix my game. Uh, and then I, I was learning, I started learning more about strategy, about how to fight the right way to explode, to apply pressure. So, and then my my game got a little bit more complete. You ended up winning the Worlds as a brown belt in 2019, and then you got your black belt shortly after. Can you talk about the feeling of getting your black belt after such a big accomplishment at the brown belt Worlds? It was amazing. Uh, the black belt is a belt that everyone is waiting for. Uh, I was like waiting for to get a black belt for a long time. In 2019, I was able to compete a lot of big tournaments. I went to, to Portugal to compete Europeans. I won pens. I won Brazilian Nationals, five submissions, five, uh, five fights, five submissions. And then right away, I went to Worlds, and I was able to win. Uh, when I got to the semifinals at Worlds, I broke my finger uh, doing the fight, fighting against a really tough opponent. But even though I was able to to go to the finals and win the finals uh, with a broken finger. So it was, was a really special moment. And then right away I got my black belt. 
One thing that was really impressive about your career is you you had great results at black belt right off the bat. You won the pans in, in 2020, and that was your first major title as a black belt. Can you talk about some of the things that you think helped contribute to your success in that transition from brown belt to black belt? I think that helped me a lot uh, was preparing myself for that scenario uh, even before getting the black belt. When I was purple and brown belt, I was already seeing myself competing with a high-level black belts. I was watching the the black belt division for a long time. I I knew that the middleweight was a very stacked division. I knew that it wouldn't be easy. I was preparing myself really really hard for that. So once I got to the black belt, I was feeling very very comfortable, and I was able to win uh, pants in 2020. It was uh, one a really special moment of my career. What was it like to go into that tournament knowing you were going to face some veteran black belts and then coming out with the, the gold medal? Yeah, it's it's always hard when you you don't know exactly uh, what you expect. I was trying my best to to learn and watch a couple fights, but it's very different once you step on that mat with a high-level black belt. So uh, I'm glad that I was able to get there and uh, just play my game against a really tough opponents and uh and i got the win it was amazing it was uh was really special and uh i'm chasing more i want more you won the pans you've also won american nationals at black belt you've won a bunch of opens and i'd love to hear about your fight against tyne and dalper at the 2022 pans that was a fight that happened about four or five months ago, and that's a fight that people are already saying is the best fight of 2022. It was really back and forth. You guys both had some great moments. What was it like fighting that match against Tynan, and how did you feel about your performance? Well, it was, was a really good fight. Uh, that day I had a lot of tough uh, opponents on my side of the bracket. I was able to fight against a lot of good guys, and I got into the semifinal against him. It was a really good fight. Both of us was displaying a wheel. Uh, good technique uh, was like an amazing fight for the public, and uh, I'm glad to be able to compete and show my jiu-jitsu for everybody. So that was a really good fight. And now you're going to be in the IBJJF Flow Grappling Medium Heavy GP. You've got yourself, Leandro Lowe, Andre Porfirio, and Matias Luna. What are your thoughts on the, on that bracket? There's obviously amazing opponents that most of them you fought before, except for Low. So, what are your thoughts on that bracket overall, and, and how you feel it's going to play out? I think it's going to be fireworks. I can't wait to be there. Uh, I fought against Matias a couple times, uh, like a lot of times. I think more than ten times, I guess. Uh, I fought Andre uh, in the blue and purple belt, uh, but I, I didn't go to fight him as a black belt. He's a person that he's growing a lot. He's also a, a Pan-American champion as a black belt. So, yeah, and then there's Leandro, which is like everyone knows, really tough opponent. Uh, I just can't wait to get there and fight against them, you know. You train at Atos HQ in San Diego. There's so many different really high-level competitors who all have different games and different body types. Can you talk about the training at Atos and, and some of your training partners who are helping you get ready for the GP? The training where he's like, it's really high level. Uh, not even the competition class, even the fundamental class, 9 a.m., 6.15, we have a lot of high level uh, fighters, you know. And uh, even the person who doesn't do jiu-jitsu as a, professionally, as a hobby, uh, the person who does, even those guys that do jiu-jitsu as a hobby over here, 
they feel like very good with a solid technique. I'm able to train with all of them. Uh, through those years, I was able to get my game sharp for every single tournament. So the preparation being really good. I've been uh, following a nutritionist plan as well uh, with a nutritionist that I have in Brazil. I have a coach as well for my strength and conditioning. So I'm just uh, following the plan to get there uh, as bad as I can, as best as I can in the, the tournament. And this is going to be at medium heavy. You've been competing at middle for most of the season. I know you just mentioned you're working with a nutritionist and a strength and conditioning coach. Have those routines and those plans changed now that you're going up a weight class? Changed just a little because uh, I'm always walking around as a medium heavy. I like to go away for middle weight, but my weight was always around uh, 80, 86, 87 kilos, which is like almost the the medium heavy division. It, yeah, it is a medium heavy division, but not like at the top of the division. But I just had like a couple adjustments, but everything else was just uh, eating clean, uh, trying to to uh, be the the best shape, have the shape, the best shape as I as I can to fight against a heavy opponent. And also right here at the training room, I have a lot of big guys to train with, so I don't feel uh, in disadvantage when I get to the tournament with some heavy guys. So, Well, we can't wait to watch the medium heavy GP. Like I said, there's all the potential matchups are amazing, and it's, it's going to be such a great event. And another part of that event is some super fights and the female GP. Do you have any thoughts first on the female GP? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really stacked division. Uh, I was very happy to see the the females are able to compete uh, in the GP as well. We have Bia Basilio, Fion, and a lot of tough uh, uh, athletes that's gonna be competing over there. So I can't wait to to watch them too. Yeah, it's gonna be great bracket. Three world champions and Natalie Hibero who won three major titles this year. So it's gonna be amazing. And then our first super fight is gonna be Felipe Andrew and Herbert Santos. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's gonna be fireworks, I, I guess. Uh, Felipe is a, is a really good opponent, uh, athlete, that he's been competing at the highest level for a long time. And Herbert, I was able to train with him over here for the last couple months for the preparation for Worlds. And he feels like uh, very sharp on his techniques as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a good matchup. And the second super fight is going to be Jonathan Alves and Levi Jones-Leary. And I know you've you faced Levi a couple times, so you're familiar with his game. Do you have any thoughts on Jonathan versus Levi? I think it's going to be a good fight. Uh, I fought they both. I fought Jonathan uh, in uh, Austin Open, I guess. And then I fought Levi a couple of weeks ago. I think they both is going to put a good show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean... Both of them, they are very good competitors. They're very good. Uh, the way they display the technique, it's, it's fun to watch. So I can't wait to fight them competing. Yeah, it's going to be a great match. I'm so excited for the event. I can't wait to watch you compete. You're always one of the most exciting competitors to watch. None of your matches are ever slow-paced. They're always fast-paced, tons of action, and you're just such a great competitor. So thank you so much for your time, Ronaldo. Did you have any final thoughts you wanted to share before we, we head out of here? Yeah, I just wanna like to I would like to thank uh, you guys for the invite, for having me at the tournament. Uh, it's gonna be a really good uh, bracket. 
I can expect like a really good fights. Not just the GP, the male GP, uh, the female and the super fights going to be uh, a really good show. I can't wait to be there and uh, the preparation be strong. So I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Thanks again for your time, Ronaldo. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And definitely be sure to check out the IBJJF GP. We got the medium heavy GP, the female GP, and the super fights. And that's going to be on flowgrappling.com on Friday, August 12th. So definitely tune in. And thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the IBJJF podcast. Be sure to head over to IBJJF.com for the latest news and events from the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you.